Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of After School with Dylan Mack. Today we are interviewing Amanda Dubois, who has been an independent commercial producer since 2004, a full member of the Broadway League since 2005, with shows such as The Lehman Trilogy, Grace, Spring Awakening, and has several shows in various stages of development. Today, we interview her and ask her about her journey to the theater industry. If she always knew this is what she wanted and tips and tricks for future people interested in the theater business. Just like me. If you'd like to support me further, please go to my Instagram, website, or Patreon and support me there. Thank you and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and thank you, Amanda, again, for being on the podcast today. My pleasure. So, you know, just for the, the audience members out there, you know, give us, give us a rundown. What do you do, you know? Uh, so I'm a commercial theater producer, which uh, the easiest way to describe what a commercial theater producer does is uh, we help and enable everyone else to do their job well and then whatever is left over we do so if that's sweeping the floor it's sweeping the floor if it's calling around uh to see what um kind of grassroots marketing we could do with churches it's that it's uh it's we assemble the team um meaning we assemble both the creative team and the um marketing press business side of it as well and then we straddle both sides and support them and uh enable them hopefully to do their best work is the so you're more like long a, short answer a facilitator is what you'd say well i yes i think of myself as um a facilitator and that i try and hire the smartest people and the best people um for whatever story we want to tell for whatever project we want to work on um and then my job is to in many ways while still steering the ship get out of the way so that they can do their best work and trust that i've assembled the right team so yeah. when you say theater what exactly do you mean uh broadway off broadway and north american touring so like any kind of theater plays musicals plays musicals um, I did work on a circus show once, oh, which how is, is that? neither a play nor a musical. <laughs> it had music and acrobatics and choreography. Um, it was amazing. It was really, really wonderful. Different? Was um, it like like pretty different from? Uh, plays it was and different. Um, it was different in the way that it's constructed, the way that the circus works. Um, they have a very long period of creation. Uh, it's very collaborative and it's also not that plays and musicals are not collaborative, but um, it's more, I don't know if you know, like devised theater, the way devised theater works, what is uh, that? which is when, so devised theater is when you get a whole group of people in the room together and they all come up with the show together. That's a lot of what circus does. They do a lot of what's called creation where they're, they spend months and months and months working on a show um, with the artists and the uh, director, choreographer, 
um, which is different from a play or a musical where you have writers who are in a room writing until they get to a place where they need it to be said out loud and then they bring in actors. And so it's still very collaborative um, musicals and plays, but in a different way. So like, is, and is there a big difference between plays and musicals or they're relatively the same except like they're, from a producer standpoint, of course. Well, there, it's just, like a much bigger beast, right? So um, a play can have one person in it. It can have four people in it. Um, you know, there's a play on Broadway right now that has 30 people in it. That's what I would say is like, a, it's a, that one would feel like a musical because plays so are usually much less oh, people, yeah. much less people. And then you have, obviously for a musical, you have a larger creative team because you have a choreographer and you have a music director and you have, a composer and there seems to be um, more and then you have musicians musicals on broadway well musicals are more how should i say it they're more commercial i guess is that they have a wider audience definitely um and plays generally run for like a set number of weeks a set number of months it's very unusual for a play to run for a long time it happens occasionally um harry potter is a great example at the moment but um it's well, harry potter's a play i never know that harry potter is a play have it you is. seen it i've not seen that I like have. The Sorcerer's Stone, i've right? seen mm -hmm. uh, no it's it's not the sorcerer's stone uh, it's the cursed child oh sorry that i've never read neither no one in my family's ever read watch harry potter oh so really we, we've never dipped our toes <laughs> into that yeah so we have no idea what all that is about uh well it, it was beautifully done it was um a two-part play before the pandemic and then over the pandemic they rewrote it and it's now a one-part play and i think they did a beautiful job in the transfer so if you were a harry potter fan i would say it is definitely worth seeing but in and, and it is a play it is definitely a play with a huge cast but it's a play that probably working on it would feel like a musical because there's so many people involved and it also sells and it's because of Harry Potter, the brand of Harry Potter and, and of course, the audience the name, base of Harry Potter, it sells like a musical. But you know, the curious incident of the dog in the nighttime, which you're probably too young to remember, but uh, it ran on Broadway for several years um, and was also a play. So occasionally you'll get plays that, that stick around for a long time but generally plays have a much shorter uh life yeah it seems a little harder to run a music like the music and then like the choreography and on the ensemble it's probably it's just bigger. a bigger team mm -hmm. i guess that it's is a much a bigger yeah, team more and it's yeah. more expensive it anyways more money let's get on um with uh some of these other questions that i have okay so actually no, well, i like this flow so far so okay one <laughs> So you, I guess you're like behind the scenes person is what you'd say, right? Or Yeah. I mean, I'm not on stage, definitely. Yeah. So my question was going to be, have you ever thought about or like ever wanted to actually be on stage and be like the actors or whatever? So when I was younger, um, I did, but I think that truly that was much more because I didn't realize all the different jobs that are available in the theater industry. So like the story I like to tell is that I knew I wanted to be in the building and I thought to be in the building, I could either direct, be on stage or be in the stage crew. And um, I didn't want to be in the stage crew and I didn't want to direct. So then that left being on stage. So I did, um, I did want to be an actress for a little short period of time. And um, 
And I did, when I graduated from college, I did like audition for a year or whatever, but it did not last very long because it was not something that I actually really liked doing. <laughs> Once I realized I could do other things, other things you're, you and still work in the industry. Yeah. So yeah, let's, let's hop on that. Um, I have a signature question. I always ask people on the show. Okay. And it's like, so I, the question is, imagine yourself in like high school, right? My age, mm-hmm. sophomore, junior, whatever, probably yeah. later years, senior, you know, like it's like a random night. I like to say Tuesday. Okay. You know, it's not, it's not like a weekend. Yeah. Like, like, what are you doing? You know, when you're getting home, like, what are you interested in? Were you going to go, I don't know. Were you like a social uh, person well, hanging out? Yeah. Sadly, I went to boarding school. So, um, I had yikes, all but... my, but not sadly, I guess not sadly. It was, it was yeah. in the end, it was a good, I was sometimes. Boarding school was fun in many ways, but I, that means that if it was Tuesday night that I had, you know, your life is highly um, scripted or highly scheduled when you're uh, in boarding school because you like, you know, you have school and then you have like an hour break and then you have sports and then you have an hour break for dinner and then you have um, and then you have study hall and then you have lights out. So um, what time was lights your out? life? Well, you, it was 10 o'clock and t- through sophomore year and then um, junior, senior year, you don't have lights out anymore. So, um, so is it, would you but you're stuck in your room yeah. with your roommate, which I had, a, I had great roommates. So I would have been stuck in my room with my roommate having a great are time. You still, are you still in touch with them or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's nice. I, so would you, is it like, I don't really know what college is like either, but is it like college or is it pretty it's a little bit in that obviously you're living in a dorm and you're um, on your, you don't have your parents and you're on your own, but it's very supported and scaffolded. This is 20, 25 years ago. Now I think that it, I think it's different just because everybody has phones and tech, um, yeah. computers and tech and everything. We didn't have that back then. Um, but you know, you ha- like you have to check in at breakfast and junior um, freshman and um, sophomore year. You like have to be at breakfast by eight a.m. You also go to school uh, six days a week because um, you have school on Saturday mornings and on Wednesday mornings because they do um, games, athletic games on Wednesday and Saturday afternoons. So you and have half it, days on Wednesdays and Saturday. Boarding schools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you're like required to do a sport two out of the three seasons. Required. And yeah. And then you have like all these extracurriculars. So it's very um, unlike, like it's like college in that you're away and you're on your own, but it's very structured and like prescribed structure, not just even a structure. Whereas like college, you know, you're just living in the dorm and you have to take a certain number of classes, but that's sort of it. Whereas they really like, you know, keep tabs on you because you're a child still, sort of, at least at the beginning. Yeah. So, so then actually, so what were you interested in? Were you, were you sporty? So I was you... always interested in theater. I was not sporty. I was always interested in theater. Uh, still required to do those um, two sports though, huh? I was still required to do the two sports. Although my sophomore year, I did get a special dispensation How to like really? stage How manage. I did. I, I uh, somehow charmed the um, theater teacher to like tell them that I had to, so you were. I had to be in the musical or something. <laughs> so, so you were always into and then this. I was. Yeah, I was always into theater. That's interesting. I definitely was always. Yeah. Yeah. So you from I like the third grade. So what'd you do in um? Oh, the third grade. 
Yeah. Was there yeah. any, like, like, I like to ask people this. Was there any, like, specific moment that was, like, like oh, my God. that's You know, you know those, like, always dramatic things where they're, like, <laughs> it's, a, like, yeah. a little kid watching the TV, and they're, like, oh, my God. Like, that's what I want. Like, does anything like that ever happen? No. I mean, I always, like, I did the extracurricular, um, sorry, motorcycles, New York City. Um, no I uh, I always did the, you know, in elementary school and middle school, I always did the school play or whatever. And I always really liked it and I always enjoyed it. Um, but then when I was in high school, we did um, a Shakespeare, like youth Shakespeare festival up with Shakespeare and company up in the Berkshires. And um, it was this like weekend or something. I can't remember if it was a whole week or, but you had to like go up there and perform and all the other schools perform their shows. And I remember just being a part of that and thinking, wow, this is really the industry I want. You know, this is the world. I, these are my people. This is the world I want to really, live Really? Even that young? <clears throat> yeah. That's that's. Yeah. I think you might be the first guest on this show that has, I guess, like stuck with it. Which oh, is really? Kind of, kind of interesting. No, <laughs> no, it's not like a bad or good thing, but it's it's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, I mean, I... I think theater people were a little strange. And so when we find our people, we just are like, oh, I mean, these are my people. <laughs> we you could say you, you derailed a little bit because, <laughs> yeah. No, but I like, I like, actually, yeah. I, I, I just um, auditioned for the play for my school. Oh, what are you guys doing? I think we're doing Metamorphosis. I've never heard of that, mm. really. Is that good? Wow. Yeah, it's a fantastic play. But at my school, really good they're very like inclusive except it's a new director so he's not used uh -huh. to this environment so i think he is making cuts he is like oh know, interesting not everybody gets a part yeah because normally everyone you know you always get like a part you know right right but right this right, one, right i think he's like you're cut you're either getting called back or you're not and i'm very this is my oh first no time. So my first oh time. no i know but if, if i make it then it, then at least i know i'm, I'm decent yeah. enough at least to make it yeah no that's awesome yeah, I wonder if the, the the set for Metamorphosis when it was on Broadway was amazing. It was, there was a big pool. So I wonder if they're going to have a big pool. Uh, so seems, that's cool reason enough to at least go. Yeah. No, it's a very cool show. It's a very cool show. Anyway, sorry about that. Ambitious. Ambitious for high school, but that's awesome. I don't know. I mean, like, a lot of kids obviously want, like, Aladdin, the Lion King, but I feel like maybe it's like, is it like a license licensing thing or? Yeah, Probably no, no, it is. A, it is a licensing thing. I mean, even Metamorphosis was licensed. Well, yeah, because you have to pay people for their intellectual property. But, um, but yeah, and I mean, you know, Disney has a very large. I mean, they catalog. they might have also done those plays before, mm -hmm. so you know. No, good on them to do Metamorphosis. I think that's awesome. I, I heard you need to like. There's a lot of movement, so I have to be ready for that. Like, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's exciting, though, you know, first time. It is. Actually, while, yeah. we're, all, while we're on this topic, um, how were your parents about getting into just the... Oh, they theater? were great. They were wow, great. They were I, like, I, I was very it. lucky. They were like, go for it. I was very lucky in that both of my parents' parents had not been supportive of them. Uh, and I their life choices. I feel like that happens a lot when, like, someone's really strict or something. Then it's the opposite for the kid because they're like, I don't mm -hmm. want that. And then it's like, it's like a, it's like a yeah. psycho. Yeah, exactly. So they neither of their parents had been supportive of their, um, like, life choices, career choices. 
So I know I got really lucky. That's good. So that, so I guess you were maybe maybe that's also why you were able to hold on to this because a lot of people I've talked probably to, the parents were not you know like there's some because like I've interviewed people with let's just say like maybe abnormal jobs you know not like doctors right. stuff and it's like uh-huh. it's like normally the parents are like you should be like a doctor or a lawyer you know something right more you mainstream. should do something stable right. So, you know, no, that's lucky. That's lucky. That's good. That's yeah. Good. No, I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate. They were always very supportive. So, so what does like, um, you know, an average day then look like for you right now? Or, it or, or depends. Even when you're in like the climax of. Um, in productions. Yeah. Yeah. So it totally depends. Um, it's very much a feast or famine kind of um, job in that you're either like, in the midst of production or you're in development. And at the moment I'm in a lot of development. Um, so uh, for example, I have a musical that I've been working on for, I think, my gosh, it was probably a year before the pandemic and then the pandemic, let's just call that a pause because we didn't get a lot of work done. How long um, is an average musical or play? So an average take? musical takes about 10 years to develop. 10 years? Yeah, yeah is usually the trajectory Wait, from like Ten idea years? occasionally five, but that's a very quick, um, that's like a fast tracked, uh, process. Cause you, wow. yeah, it takes a really long time. So, so at, you know, at this point in the, I would say the musical I'm working on is sort of like at its midpoint in development where we've done some, the authors have done their work writing. And now um, last year we went and did a workshop where we worked with some actors and put some stuff on its feet. And now my job is about getting another place to do that again. And then after that, we'll try and go to a regional theater and put it and put it on the main stage and do like a full production and then see if it's good enough to, to go to Broadway. So, but that's like, that in itself is like a three-year process. Wow. So, yeah, so that's the heartbreaking thing, you know, when you see a show that um like opens and closes, you think like, oh, that show opened and closed, too bad, that's sad, but it, yeah, that's it's exactly heartbreaking because yeah, because it's heartbreaking because that could that's 10 years of somebody's life, you know. That's they, oh that's a God. lot of time and I effort that they put then. into something. Well, because sometimes it doesn't work, you know. Sometimes you work on something a long long time and it doesn't work. It doesn't come together. But so anyway, to answer your question, though, um, you know, right now it's a lot of following up and having meetings and saying, you know, what if we did this? What if we did that? And then I'll have meetings with um, director and the writers and talking about like what work they've done and what work they're going to do. Um, and uh, I have a lot of like, meet, you know, investor meetings and there are a lot of meetings and lunches and um and then following ups there's a lot of email follow up uh and then i have a play yeah. that i've been working on email yeah i have a play that i've been working on where we're we're literally like waiting to see if we can get a theater for the spring and if we get a theater for the spring then i would sort of go into high gear of getting producing partners on board getting investors on board getting an advertising agency on board um we already have general management so we would then have to like come up with a budget so um it would be about you know getting everybody on board and then um having 
lots of meetings with lots of different people about what's the advertising, what's the budget, um, you know, casting, all that kind of stuff. And then um, once the show is up and running, you know, there, there's like a preview period and then there's like, after, and then you open and then you're like up and running. So during the preview period, I generally go to the show at least four, if not six times out of the eight times it performs in a week, just to see how it's going, how the audiences are liking it. Eight times a week. Yeah, shows perform eight times a week on Broadway. You can do twice in one, I guess you can do twice in one day. Yeah, you do two. I mean, sometimes you do two on Saturday and two on Wednesday. Why Wednesday? Um, Sometimes um, it's just traditional. Um, it seems to be, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tradition and, you know, people like older women or, um, school groups or, um, retirees or tourists. I mean, I guess it's on a Wednesday Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. So, um, and then, I mean, it depends on the show. There's some shows that don't do Wednesday matinees because, um, they do, and they end up doing two shows Saturday, two shows Sunday. That seems yeah, that, um, that's what I would have normally thought. So, but every, you know, different shows have different. We're like people are playing with performance schedules right now, but we do get to do eight shows a week. So, um, as per uh, you know our agreement with the Actors Union and and everybody and, always- and the theater owners, it's always eight shows a week unless it's a really hard show. So like I worked on this show called the Lehman trilogy last season. And we only had seven shows a week because, um, the actors, yeah, it was, it was just too hard for them to do eight shows a week. Um, it was just three actors. Sorry. uh, Is that, was that, that was a musical or was that? No, it's a play, but it was, um, almost four hours long and it was just three actors and they never left the stage. So it wow. was, they did one two show day. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever, um, so did, they, they, did they ever mess up? That's actually such a, a question. Um, I'm sure they did. I mean, it's impossible that they never did, but it's all about how you just keep rolling. Uh, with you it. could, you probably couldn't tell either. I guess they're that good. Huh? Um, unless you know the show. Yeah. You shouldn't be able to tell. You shouldn't that's be able scary. to tell. Messing, messing up. Like that's scary. It is scary. Yeah, it the is actors scary. gotta go through a lot. Four hours. <laughs> they do. Yeah, it was a four hours a long time. But I mean, I guess still seven times a week is pretty good. That's like once a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a um. But when you're in rehearsal as an actor, um, you rehearse during the day and you perform at night during every single that, day. Well, during previews. So you usually have Got three it. or four weeks of previews where you're still rehearsing the show during the day and then you're performing it at night. There is so much. This is like, like what eye opening is the word, I guess. <laughs> no, I mean like, I never thought like 10 years. Cause I thought like, okay, like I'm thinking things like the Lion King, right? Like you kind of already have the story I thought. Right. And then it's like, well, so don't hold. So, you know, Lion King may have taken eight years or six, but so, it takes yeah. a lot. I'm sure it took, along because even though you already have the story you still have to write the script and you still have they had they wrote new songs for that um and then you know julie tamor had to come up with that whole concept and the puppets and the you know it's it, it takes a long time well at least that one it, it paid off it did 
definitely succeeded. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, as actually, so as you know, this um this podcast is for like kids like me that are okay. interested, and um okay, you know, like I guess like careers and like passions. Mm-hmm. And it seems it seems it's nice that your pat you had like a passion like at a young age and it worked out. I'm not sure mm-hmm. how many other kids do have that, <laughs> but I think kids. I I do know. I mean, obviously, like as an audition for the play, I I do know some kids that are into like just theater in general. Yeah, because yeah, also there's like obviously like theater tech kids that like work in the back mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool totally as like a producer yourself like like what do you look for in a person like that you're gonna work with like what do you want in a person what traits like you know personality traits i guess i'm asking that, um, like, an easier way to ask that is like what personality traits should kids that want to get into like theater or, or just like you know this industry in general should like work on i guess um, I think quite honestly, it really is just work ethic. You have to really be willing to, the thing about the theater is that it's so collaborative that you have to be willing to step up in any way that is necessary in order to make the project happen. You know, there's no, um, well, that's not my job, so I'm not going to do it that that's that is poison for any show um it's it's really important that everybody is there and the goal is for the curtain to rise and for it to be the best show possible um and in order for that to happen is everybody has to be game and have to be able to step in as needed um and to have a work ethic that really puts the project above any kind of you know their ego or what they want you know it really needs to be about all pulling for that for that project it's like willingness to collaborate collaborate and like really want mm-hmm. to just see like like you're working on something bigger than yourself you know if correct correct that it's think, really yeah. not about you it's really not you think, and um, I say this yeah. in an industry that's like full of like personalities and the cult of personality and and all of that and like the persona and you know the movie star or whatever. Where, but but even really big stars. Do people ever get like big big egos and they start like like rearing off? Absolutely, no, of course they do. But um, even the biggest stars need to be there for the project, for the project to work, you know, even the, and, and you listen, as you were saying about um, the, the idea of how terrifying it would be to go up on a line in front of an audience and how much stress, how stressful that is. Like you have to have a pretty big ego to be willing to do that. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, And you have to have a pretty big, exactly. Um, and then you have to have a pretty big ego to to sort of do anything in the in the theater because you have to sort of believe that what your um what you are your idea is worth you know spending ten years on right but um and that other people yeah, are going to want to come see your idea so that takes some confidence too because you're you know you're like or I'm believing that um, this play that I've read people are going to want to pay you know one hundred and fifty dollars a ticket to see right. So I have to have some confidence, but at the end of the day, um, 
I'm really there to tell this story and to tell the, and to collaborate with other people and tell this story. And so um, you can have all those egos and you can have all those things, but you have to be able to check them at the door at, you know, when the chips are down and really concentrate on making the best show possible. So I assume you have worked with people that you didn't like, or have you like, have you have, I only like people. I only work with people. I like, no, of course there are always chat. Sorry. It's really got really dark. No, no worries. Um, so, so how do you deal? How do you deal with that then? That's also another question. Cause I assume like kids, well, like, again, kids, it, yeah, pretty people like, like, let's say you're an actor, you're going to do it and you're not going to like someone. Obviously there's going to be someone there that you're probably not going to click with perfectly. I was just wondering how you handle that. Well, again, it's, it's, you concentrate on the project, right? It's not personal. You're there. To make to tell it succeed. This story Got it. And to make it succeed. And so your job is to do that. And, you know, if you don't like this person or you don't like the way they're um, behaving or whatever, I mean, this is obviously outside of anything that's like unprofessional. That's a, that's a different situation. But um, if it's just oh, yeah, but... that you don't, um, that, you know, you have a personality conflict or you don't like the person or you just think that they're a jerk. Um, you're there to tell this story. And so, you know, figure out how to tell this story within that. And also the the great thing about theater is that the show ends. <laughs> so, so you're not working with them usually for years and years and years. Although we do, it's a very small industry. So you do end up working with the same people over and over again. But. It's a small, I, I, it seems like a big one, but I know it's a small one, I guess. Like deep down, I know it's a small one. But it seems like I guess when you're just there, it's kind of cool because it's like everything seems so like, oh, like, so yeah. Grand. Well, I mean, it is a lot of people. Like, you know, every Broadway theater has a ton of people that are in the theater making the show happen every night, right? And the cast and the everything. But everything's got to go you like, drill so down. smoothly. It's yeah, crazy. yeah. Ten years. Yeah. That number is sticking with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Next time you go see a musical, you appreciate that. No, because I don't like somebody as, worked on that for ten years. Yeah. As a consumer to the stuff as well, like you know, I, I don't even remember the name of the show, but there was like some show that like it opened, and my dad was like, "I want to go see it because it's closing and it's only been up for like a month and a half or two months, something like that." And, and yeah. I was just, he's like, "Do you want to see it?" And I was like, "Oh, I think I'm okay. Like it can't be that good if it if it's closing." But, right like, now, I like feel kind of bad for like, oh my god, like. That must have been some someone's <laughs> like life work, and now it's someone's life work. Yeah, yeah. But what, what do you what what do they do then? They're just like time to run it back. You think they give up and they might? Well, do something. no. I mean, hopefully they're they've also written other things, right? Um, so you just move on to the next show. That's what you so, have to do. If you, but that's why you don't yeah. work on only one show at a time. Sorry. No, that that's a good point. You shouldn't just. Like, you know, but I feel like, I don't know, there's, isn't people like, ever wonder if, like, what's his name? Lynn Manuel Miranda ever worked? He probably worked on other things as well. But oh, I guess, absolutely. I don't know. I think if Many you things. really want, if you really want it in any, like, you, you, you will, like, find a way, I think. Mm hmm. Totally. I mean, like you said, work ethic, I guess, like the drive, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, in this industry in general, if you could change, like, I like asking this too. Like one thing, like a nice little, like like a genie, you know, you rub a bottle, a genie comes, or a lamp, right. a genie comes out. He's like, and they're like, one thing you could change, magic wand, you know, what would it be? Just 
Magic wand, one thing I could change. That's a really good question. Um, they don't take, take, take your time. This is, this I is know you Just... stumped me. I know it's a genie. I, I, and I can't rush for three more wishes. Um, I'm wondering, is uh, it, are you, are you I've taking seen this that long? show. What? Are you taking that long because like there's a lot of bad things or there's so many good things that you can't even think of about? <laughs> no, it's not even that. It's just that there's so many things that you can't control. Like it would be, it would be something like, I wish I knew how to really crack the audience development. You know, like, like what I wish I could change was that kids all took theater in school again. Um, I mean, you can probably do that. The genie can probably do that. The genie can do anything, right? No, so um, I would bring question. theater back to every public school curriculum. There you go. Um, K-12 curriculum, because I think that that would do, you know, first of all, I think it would be wonderful for education in general. Obviously, I'm a big fan of theater, and I think it's wonderful. <laughs> um, but I also... Um, you know, we're fighting a, a demographic. Um, you know, our audiences are getting older, and um, and also the, we're like the now in a, influence a lot of things. Well, yeah, I mean, we're now in an entertainment landscape that is yeah, like, just like huge and 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 dispersed, and there's so many things that are competing for so many eyeballs. And kids, honestly, a lot of if you don't take theater in school and you don't have a parent, like if you don't grow up in New York City. Um, where you have proximity to Broadway or you have proximity to, to, yeah, um, like you're not exposed to, to live theater. And it's not something that you do in your normal life and you've never taken it in school. And the only play you've ever read was Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade, <laughs> then it would never occur to you to go see live theater. And I think that that's a shame, um, not just for Broadway, but just a shame, uh, you know, across the board. I will say though, that I do think we're better off oddly than movies because I feel like movies, movies. Yeah. Cause I feel like Hollywood and all of, and all of the screen based stuff can um, live on a, on a screen and be streamed. You, you have to kind of, I mean, to get the whereas we will, yeah, we will always be a fully immersive experience. And I, and I do feel that the more and more, I mean, if anything, the pandemic, taught us that the more we're like locked up in our rooms with just our screens we do crave human interaction and um i do think that theater is that you know so i so i'm very actually very hopeful for the like <laughs> longevity of the industry but i but if yes if i had the magic wand i would put theater back in the curriculum through k-12 school yeah just like get or just generally get interest secured interest at least and in mm -hmm. live theater I think it's fun. It is fun. It is. It is a lot of fun. Sadly, I suck at singing. I mean, I'm biased. <laughs> you, know. you know what I'm saying? There are a lot of plays out there, Dylan. I think, how cool would a musical be, you know, like, <laughs> I get on stage, like, exploding behind me, everyone's like, what? You know? Yeah, there aren't a lot of confetti cannons in plays, but you never know. Sadly. Mine would have a confetti cannon, I think. Listen, you can put a confetti cannon in a play. There are no rules. But anyways, before we go, uh -huh. as like also an adult, uh -huh. what advice would you have 
for kids, not just, you know, wanting to get into, um, you know, theater, you know, the acting industry, et cetera, but just in general about like pursuing their dreams and passions, you know, what, what would you tell them? Um, I would say that it's a big question when you, it is a huge question. Um, I would say don't, and this is going to sound odd because coming from somebody who like in the third grade started doing theater and then never looked back. But, um, <laughs> but I would say that you don't have to, but that said, you know, I, I knew I wanted to do theater, but I didn't really know producing existed until I was probably like in my mid twenties. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but I would say don't, worry about committing and having to feel like you need to decide what it is you're going to do for the rest of your life and to know that you know whatever job you do you do for a lot of hours and a lot of time in your life so you might as well take your time and figure out that it's something that you actually enjoy doing because you're going to be asked to make regardless of what kind of job you have you're going to be asked to make sacrifices to either do that job or have your family or you know not take that vacation or whatever you know um be really tired be really stressed out and so if you feel like you're actually working towards something that is um worthwhile it'll be much more gratifying is all I would say. All you would say that's that's pretty good advice. I'm not gonna not gonna lie. <laughs> it's a lot, you know. I think it's definitely. And remember, you're on a journey, right? You're a kid. You're not supposed to know who you are yet. I that's okay. So. I that's feel like the point. Gets influenced by like the internet, and there's always like those few kids that are like, oh, "I want to do this," and I did it, and everyone else is like, "Oh my god, I have to." I have to catch up, you know? Right. I think everyone needs to, like, slow down. Everyone needs to slow down because, like, we're moving so fast now because of the internet. So much, like, information. No, it's so true. But I think everyone, like, it's took so a breather. True. Slowed down a little bit, you know, and everyone, like, really thought about what they want to do, you know? I don't know. That's... I can't really yeah. just... That'd be, I guess, my magic one thing, but sadly... Yeah, it's to slow down and just sort of, like, have a moment and say, okay, what is it that I like? What do I not like? Exactly. Hopefully, or is this what I like genie. now? Maybe there's a genie. I hope so. That'd be nice. <laughs> Anyways, Amanda, thanks so much again for being on You're the show. You're so welcome, Dylan. It was my pleasure. It means so much. So have a good so night. So go see a show. I know. No, no. Everyone, everyone has got to go see a show. Don't worry. Everyone go go see this. a show. Gotta go Everyone listening show. to this, go see a show. Broadway, off Broadway, uh, yeah, you know, Akron, Ohio, on your, on your show, on your show, uh, San Francisco, wherever, wherever you're living, um, there is live theater, and go see a show. I know, and then and, you know, kids should take live theater as well. Go. This is my first time yeah, doing it, but I was take a finally, theater class. I was finally convinced, like, like let's just go for it. You know, have fun. Yeah, it's hopefully a lot I, of fun. Theater hopefully, I don't get great. cut. Hopefully, I don't. Get cut. <laughs> I hope you don't. I hope you don't. All right. Let me Thank know. You, Amanda. Yeah, I will. Excellent. Have a good Take night. Take care.